It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, and uh, it should be a fun show uh, today. This is going to be a fun week because there's just some great, great football coming up on uh, Friday. Uh, and it's really like the, the, the first week, Brady, where it just feels like to me, it's the fall and it's football season because this week everything's on Friday. Yes, everything is Friday and we have some big matchups and I think I said it uh, on last podcast that it feels like a lot of things are going to come to a head at this week and the the weeks to come it's going to be how will teams deal with the fallout from this and not how are they going to build up to this. Uh, the Crosstown Showdown. Marysville Marine City have Yale and Croslex. Almont Armada on most weeks would be one of our premier matchups, and it's relegated to the deep undercard this week. Yeah, well, well it's it's still a very important game. The BWAC can become very straightforward this week, or it can just become a just total clutter catastrophe where you start looking at it and legitimately going, we could have a four-way tie. Right. We're, we're either going to have a flat-out winner or we could have a four-way tie. Right. Or scoreboard watching, hope someone helps out another team. Uh, we're about halfway through the season. So looking at about five different teams, their schedules the rest of the way, what they need to do to get in the playoffs because there's some teams in the area. Basically, that that aren't three and one or or, or four and zero oh, teams that have a tough stretch ahead that might only need to win one more game might have done a lot of their legwork early, and we have other teams that might have to basically win out or play really really well to give themselves a sh- a shot. Yeah, or or knock somebody big off. Right, that have that, to pull off an upset gets them the the points that that they need. So we'll we'll go through all of that uh, and and a lot more. I think it's going to be We're a pretty have the top ten too. Yeah, we have the top ten coming up. We've got a pretty busy show, uh, so we'll get to it in a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. 
call us at 800-848-5150. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. All right, um, want to start things because we have to wrap up last week. Mooney played Saturday, and I'm just going to start with saying uh, our Athlete of the Week, um, sponsored by our friends at TP Logos. Uh, is going to be Cam Spezia of Cardinal Mooney. He had two rushing touchdowns, Brady, and a 45-yard pick six. And he really only played about a quarter and three quarters of another quarter. Call it 20 minutes of football. Yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, uh, he finished with like six carries for 79 yards. He had two touchdowns. Basically, he scored three of his team's first five touchdowns and was instrumental in the win. And the, the pick six was, uh, you know, that was the one It's like, okay, it's officially over yes, right now, and they pretty much emptied the bench after that. Mooney rolled. They beat Shrine. Shrine is way down, and they didn't have a whole lot of kids, um, and, and they just they don't have a whole lot of much. You know what? Don't care because when Mooney didn't have a whole lot of much and Shrine did, they took Mooney to the woodshed yep. time and time again. So I do not feel bad for Shrine. Mooney, cherish this because I know there's a lot of alumni out there that are cherishing it and enjoying you beating down what was a conference rival, been a conference rival for a long time. But uh, what I wanted to, to throw in here is the week before against Cranbrook, they had eight possessions. Yes. And eight touchdowns some would say that's efficient and in the game against uh, shrine on their first six offensive possessions um, because there was a defensive score in there they scored a touchdown every stinking time I mean it's 
that's efficiency. It it finally ended on a on a fumble when they had second and third string kids in there who were literally getting snaps at varsity for the first time. Right, right. That's what finally broke that streak. But uh, just uh, unbelievable, uh, and uh, I. I uh, maybe I've seen it before and just didn't put the numbers together, but I just can't think of an offense getting that hot. I mean, that's hard to do. 14 straight possessions where you march downfield and score a touchdown. Right. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot that can go wrong on any one possession. I mean, to do it that many times in a row is quite impressive. Yeah, so... Um. Yeah, it it was an impressive win. They did to Shrine what they were supposed to do to Shrine, uh, and that game uh, was was never in question. It was never close, and Shrine only scored because Mooney really called off the dogs in the second half. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thoughts on the Mooney game. They're two and two. They've got, uh, I think, a, a trap game this week. Uh, I, I think they're they're supposed to beat Lakes, but with the Everest game as the next game, you better pay attention this week. Yep. Yep. Um, don't don't get caught looking ahead because uh, Lakes is. I don't think they're better than Mooney, but they're good enough. If Mooney doesn't go there and, and play their best, yeah, they can get they can get bit. Like, like basically, uh, this past week. Liggett beat them by 25, but they've been competitive in, in the first three weeks of the season, and, and they've actually uh, won a, a game or two uh, this season. So I think they're 2-2 two and two going, they are. going into two, this two week. Two. So teams. Yeah, so, I mean, Mooney should win this one, and they should win it by multiple scores, but you better pay attention, Mooney, because they're on the road, too, and it's a Friday night game. So a little bit different week for them this week. All right. Now that we're in the thick of everything, the league races are starting to have a little bit of clarity. We're at least starting to see who the tops and bottoms of leagues are. And while it mathematically this week won't clinch things, Dennis, when you look at the leagues, you have it all written out in front of you. For all intents and purposes, there are some championship games this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can make a very strong argument in the blue that the Crosstown Showdown is for the blue championship. At le- I'll at least say a share because if Northern wins, I'm not giving them the mock game. Yeah, that, no. That's that- a game that they are going to have to take it and re- earn an outright title, but they're not going to lose to what? Frazier's next week for yeah, no. Northern. Well, so, that's, oh- the, that's the thing. If PH wins, they've already played the mock game and won it. If they beat Northern, they're going to win out in the blue, and right. nobody's going to touch them. And they're going to be undisputed league champs. Yes. If Northern wins, you could see the triangle of Northern beats PH, PH beats Mott, and Mott, if they beat Northern again, then you have a three-way tie. Yeah, and that's, so, the, week, that's the week seven game. That's actually the last game of the blue regular season. That's the only caveat I wanted to throw in there because a couple for a couple years it's been – all right, whoever wins this game, it doesn't matter. They're head and shoulders above the rest of the blue. Warren Mott deserves a little bit of love because they're 3-1, and one and they're a two-point conversion away from being 4-0. and oh. Yeah, and mathematically, Frazier's in the race, but they ain't in the race. No, <laughs> no. 
that they will be out of the race when they lose by 30 to Mott this week. The silver is interesting too be, because there are there are only two undefeated teams, and that's Marine City and Marysville. And guess who plays each other this week? Marine City and Marysville. Lamphere and Clintondale are mathematically in the chase, and they still get to take their their like um, Lamphere still has a shot at Marine City. They, they they got destroyed by Marysville, and Clintondale still gets to take a shot at everybody. Yeah. But I think that I was just going to say Clintondale still has to play Marysville and Marine City. Yeah. Um, but they're going to win this week. They're going to beat South Lake this week. And if Lamphere beats St. Clair, that's going to put them at 2-1. and one, And the loser between Marine City and Marysville is going to drop to 2-1. and one. So there's still a race going on here. But again, whoever wins between Marine City and Marysville, they're in the driver's seat. I think they we, just have to don't stub your toe. I think you can say the winner of this game will at least get a share of the league title because they're not going yeah. 0 2 the rest of the way. Um, if you're Lampfear, you're rooting for Marine City because you know you get a bite at Marine yeah. City and you've already you dropped to it to Marysville. Yep. So that's the way you can control your own destiny. You're hoping the Mariners win this one, but I think much like the blue. I don't want to say it's as cut and dry as the blue because I think Clintondale is a respectable team. I think they're a team you have to get ready and play. Yeah. You're not going to roll over them. They're not South Lake and St. Clair. I know the record's not great, but I'm telling you, they are a markedly improved team from last year. They are. They would. I think this St. Clair team would beat last year's St. Clair team by two scores, especially the way they've been playing. They just need to learn how to win. So if Marysville wins, I'm not going to crown them quite yet because Clintondale and St. Clair are going to be two two tough games. Well, and, and here's the thing. The, 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 the biggest game in the silver is obviously Marine City-Marysville. But Lamphere-St. Clair is a big game for both those teams. Yes. And we'll talk about that more in the next segment because St. Clair's holding on for their playoff lives. They really are, and yeah. this is going to be one of those fulcrum games that decides which way it, the, the seesaw swings. Now, in the BWAC, you've got two undefeated teams, but it's not as cut and dry as who wins the Elma Cross-Lex well, game. There's also two extra games in the BWAC, so yeah. we're not as close to the end as we are in the MAC. But, I mean, you could have a lot of crazy scenarios in this league. So let's just go through the easiest one. Croslex and El Elmont, if they just keep winning games. Just this week, they beat yeah, Croslex beats Yale, Elmont beats Armada, sets up an undefeated matchup. Not for the title, but probably for at least a share of the title. But what happens in that scenario is that the winner will be 5-0 and in league. Mm -hmm. And the odds of them losing two games isn't in there because uh, I know Croslex still has Emily City on their schedule. They're not going to lose two league games. No. So but if, you could, if they win again probably at least a share. They're they're in, they're in a real good position to get a, a championship. But there there's and there's still teams you you got one and two teams in Armada and Yale that somehow could work their way back into this mix. They would need help, obviously. And it starts in, this week in with this, in this league, I I can't you can't lose a third game for sure. No. I didn't think you'd be able to lose a second game, but there are scenarios out there 
where we could have two or three teams with two losses all share for the title. And it starts with this week with Yale and Armada both need to help each other out. You need the Bulldog-Tiger alliance to both pull off an upset, and now everyone's got one loss, and it's a three-week scramble for this. Uh, Let me just throw this out. And both North Branch and Richmond are favored to win this week, and that would put them both at 3-1 and in league play. Right. So let me just throw this out at you, Dennis. This time last year, after week four, Croslex was 4-0, and they had given up 26 points, and they had rolled everyone. And the last game they had played at this point was beating Armada 34-12. If you would have asked us 365 days ago, hey, is there Croslex is at least getting a share of this league title, right? We're going, yeah, they're probably doing that. They went 2-2 two and two down the stretch and finished third in the league and in a spot I don't think any of us thought was going to happen. So while they're undefeated right now and they're 3-0 and in league play, it is not a foregone conclusion that Croslex or Almont, for, for that matter, runs away with it and is locked into a league title. And I agree with that 110%, but I will say this, too. That Croslex team last year got banged up at this yes. time and limped to the finish line. If these teams stay healthy, that's going to make it tougher for everybody else. I'm just – right, and I agree with you. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just giving context that through four weeks last year, Croslex looked like an unstoppable monster – and then they got banged up a little bit, and then they came back down to earth. Uh, but I, they are in the driver's seat along with Almont. Uh, but North Branch and Richmond still have everything in front of them. L- let me ask you this. Well, Richmond technically doesn't, but North Branch. And- Who has the tougher game this week? Almont's got Armada at home. Croslex has got Yale at home. Who's And, and both Armada and Yale are teams that – we were shooting the moon with at the start of the season, and now they're both sitting there at one and two in league, desperate for wins, not so much for league, but to ensure that they're going to make the playoffs, which we, we think these are two playoff teams. But uh, I'll tell you what, there, there isn't a whole lot of leeway for more losses here. No, and not just in league play when you talk about playoffs as well, and that'll be the the focus of our next segment, but... So, like, it, it, I, does Almont have to worry more? Or does Crosslex have to I'd worry more this week? Almont has to worry more because I think Armada... Oh gosh, I don't know. I think Armada's a good team. I still think they have something there and that after they lost to Crosslex, their focus was probably on this Almont game, knowing how big it is. Um... Does it change anything if I tell you it's Almont's homecoming? Does that make you think maybe a little bit of a distraction? Maybe I I don't know. I just don't. Did stuff like that like when you're you're much more recent than <laughs> I am? Um, did stuff like that? Did you even think about that? Because I'll be well, honest, in the 1980s, sure dances and stuff were great. I didn't go right. Well, I didn't go, and I'm so not, the the game uh, would have been. 
what was I, on my mind. I'm not the person to ask because the administration at my time did not like fun. And <laughs> oh no, it's serious. Like I know. ask anyone you, you, that you've been bitter about this before. That, That's just ask anyone that went to Marysville in a certain time period. There was a certain administration that didn't like fun, and you were allowed your certain amount of fun throughout on these specified days. And homecoming was. You had a 20-minute pep assembly, and then you had some crappy off-brand dance thing in the cafeteria, and that was it. So I'm not the person to ask because some schools treat homecoming like a big deal, and you, you have to get all dressed up and do this whole thing. And at least when I was at Marysville, it, wasn't, it was almost just like, oh, yeah, that's happening. It was like you forgot your your kid's birthday was the next day, and you had to throw together a party, <laughs> and you're called Bobo the Clown, and on the hey, back, Bobo was good on the back of the yellow pages. So made, I am not the person to ask, animals. and I don't know if Almont is a homecoming is a giant event or homecoming is more of just a you just do it just because you have to do it. Um, but sometimes homecoming with all the events and can be a distraction. And on the other side, if you're someone's homecoming game, doesn't that piss you off a little bit? Well, I mean, I was just going to say, normally for homecoming, you schedule the, the weakest team in your league if you can get them. Uh, Armada is not the weakest team win. in the league. No. Uh, and, and I guess Almont, looking at their schedule, I mean, what other games could they have picked? But I, I'm not going to go into the Almont homecoming analysis. Um, yeah, but, well, yeah, like unless you want to schedule a non-league game at the end of the year right. as your homecoming. Cross-Lex is home at, at Almont next week. You're picking that one. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. Maybe that's a bit of distraction. But you also, in the Yale-Cross-Lex game, can't get rid of the Garrett Grunman factor. That that game is personal. And I think the kids know that. I'm pretty sure all the kids at Yale like Garrett and Coach Grunman out there and understand what this game means. And you also have the added factor of is Croslex or Almont, could any of them be looking ahead a little bit too much? Because they know what they have on the horizon. But as you say, Dennis, there are some landmines on the yeah, beach working out to the horizon. Th- this is one where I'm not worried about that be- because the the opponent that you face this week is too good to look past. Like and 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 I I just feel like like if if you're Almont looking past Armada, you're asking for trouble. And if you're Croslex looking past Yale, you're asking for trouble. I think both teams will be focused, and then you'll worry about what's coming up next week when your games this week end. All right, what are the races like up in the thumb? Ubley's going to win the GTC East. Ubley's going to win the GTC East. They should just hand out a second place GTC East that says, you're still a good team. Sorry, Ubley's in your league. Well, the the two biggest challengers are the two teams they open league play with, and they beat them both handily. Uh, and now they've got Memphis and Bad Axe at home. They're going to win both of those games by a lot. Uh, and then they go on the road to Sandusky, and as improved as Sandusky is and as tough a place that is to win, Ubley's probably going to go in there and win by I two, guess three touchdowns, maybe more. The winner of Marlette Harbor Beach can hope that Sandusky pulls off a huge upset and you get a share of the league title. Yeah, I just I'd, – I'd, I'd be shocked. I would too, but if I'm in that locker room, if I'm trying to get those kids ready, that's what I'm saying is take care of business, and then in week – seven B 
be the biggest Sandusky fans you can be. Uh, but G- the GTC East is over, and the the only other league that I would say confidently that I think is also probably over is the NCTL Stars, where Brown City and Mayville technically will be both undefeated when they play each other in two weeks, but Brown City is four touchdowns better than Mayville in my mind at this point, and they're the lead. When they beat Deckerville, they at Kingston and Deckerville in back-to-back weeks, they became league champions. By a in combined my mind. thirty-six points. Yeah. They, um, but anyways, uh, three-team race right now in the Catholic League Intersectional Two because Liggett has Liggett has joined this event. By the way, in the stripes, basically it's two teams that aren't in our area. It's well, it's all, a three-team no, race in, in what, the stripes. All Saints, Ashley, and uh, Akron Fairgrove. Akron Fairgrove, and they're all going to win this week, or they're all favored to win this week. Right. Uh, Akron Fairgrove's got Caseville. Uh, Ashley's home to North Huron, and All Saints is playing Peck. Those teams are all going to go to 4-0 and in league play. They haven't started playing each other yet to sort that mess out. All right. But you're saying Mooney is one of the three teams in the race for the CHSL. Yeah, like uh, INT2. When the season started, we are thinking the Mooney-Everest game is going to decide this. And lo and behold, here's Liggett going, wait a second. And, you know, Everest and Liggett play this week. And it's at Liggett. And, I, you know, I think Everest is still a good team. They've blown out two bad teams, and they've been kind of handled by two good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll find I, out I have no more. idea what Everest is. I really don't. I'm leaning to the side that they're good just because they're Clarkson Everest and they're always good. But if we give the same treatment we gave to what we said about Marysville, we kind of have to say it about Everest and – who do they they have Liggett this week, right? Yeah. If Liggett wins this game, though, Brady, they're going to beat Cabrini and they're going to be trying, and that would leave it to their last league game, but which is again, Mooney. this is where I think Mooney has an edge because, I mean, Liggett played Fowler in week one. Fowler's 4-0 and and have run over everyone by a million. I don't know if anyone Fowler's played is that good because Liggett has beat Lutheran Westland, who's 0-4 and has scored 33 points. They have beat Chandler Park, who is 1-3, and their one win is against, like, Detroit Community. And they've beaten Our Waterford Our Lady of the Lakes, who's 2-2, two and two, but they beat Pontiac Arts and Tech and Dearborn Advanced Tech. So maybe Liggett is kind of just beating up a bunch of bad teams and they're going to get taken to the woodshed by Everest? But if we were a couple of Liggett guys, yeah, let's just say this was the Liggett podcast. We yes. don't they don't care about football enough that they would do that. But right, <laughs> sorry, I'm taking shots, but they're um, going to wipe their tears with all their money. Um, they're looking at it, going, "Well, Mooney's two and two, and the two good teams they played beat them, uh, and then they beat up on Air Cranbrook and Shrine, who's you know got eight kids playing for him this yeah, year." Yeah, but I guess the counterpoint is. They lost it. Basically, to simplify it, they lost to Beach and Seminary three touchdowns to two. So they they played with two really good teams, and they went on the road to do it against Seminary. So I talk about validating good performances against good teams. Mooney has done that the last two weeks. All right, uh, and uh, like I say, Mooney Scott Lakes this week, 
don't look past it because Everest is the next game, uh, and that'll be when it happens. That'll be the most important game of the season. You can't worry about whether the Liggett game is going to be important until you get there because you won't know until you get there. Right. All right. Uh, five teams in the area that I think uh, are battling for their playoffs, and some are in better spots than others, but judging by the schedule, and there's going to be a lot of BWAC teams out of those five, but what they have to do the rest of the way and at least what the projections say they have to do to get back in is going to be interesting. All right, and the uh, top tens are coming up later in the program as well, so you'll want to stick around with us. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, again, as we we hit what technically, I guess, halftime this week is the middle of the season. Right. Um, Even though the season goes longer than the regular season. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to figure out. We we kind of got to gauge. You, you, you kind of know. Yeah, Crosslake's going to make the playoffs. Right. Belmont's going to make the playoffs. Port Huron and Northern are going to make the playoffs. I feel very confident in saying now Marysville is going to make the playoffs. And some of that has to do Marine City yeah. is going to make the playoffs. And some of that has to do with, hey, they've won a lot already, and for some teams you look at the rest of the way you go, they're going to win a lot more than they lose. I think we both feel confident saying Mooney is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. The question will just be, will they have a home game or not? Because we think they're better than a majority of the rest of their schedule. But there are five teams 
And most of these teams, I think, have a good chance to make the playoffs. Um, that it would take something pretty bad for them not to make it, some more than others. So let's start with Armada. Armada is a team that I think, Dennis, you and I agree, they're at minimum, you can say they're a good football team, correct? Yeah. You're not going to say Armada's bad. They just they lost a thriller to Yale that I know everyone in Armada is going to want back. And then they, hey, they took one on the chin to cross Lex. A lot of teams take one on the chin to cross Lex. The rest of the way, they have the Elmont game this week. They, I believe they go to North Branch in week seven, and they host Richmond in week eight. But here's the kicker for Armada. They play Corona in week nine. You know what Corona has done this year? They're four they're four and zero, oh, and they've given up fourteen points. And their lowest scoring total has been thirty eight, and that was in week two. They put up forty, forty four, and fifty six. This Corona team's pretty good, so that's going to be a hell of a non conference test for the Tigers. So using the uh, goose poop playoff wizard, yes, that's what it's called if you're not familiar with it, <laughs> if you can put in what you think the results will be and you can mess around and say, all right, they'll lose to Elmont, but they'll beat North Branch and how it'll play out. And for Armada, basically the long and short of it is if you can win three more games, if you can go three and two down the stretch, you're probably in. You're, you're going to actually know you are in if you go five and four. So basically what I'm saying, you have to, if, if you beat Algonac, you just have to beat one of Almont, North Branch, and Richmond, and you're, as of right now, like 90-some percent to get it. If you only win two games the rest of the way and you're Armada, you're actually still likely to get in. Now, I don't think anyone in Armada wants to go four and five. No. I don't think anyone in Armada wants to quote-unquote backdoor their way into the playoffs. But because you played Marine City in week one, who's probably going to end up like seven and two at worst, and Corona, who's going to be a seven, eight, nine win football team, depending on how you play them, that's going to help boost you. And not to mention you have Croslex Almont in your league that is also boosting your playoff points. If you can just steal one of those four games, you still have a pretty good chance to make the playoffs. And that's what I think. This is an example of someone who likes this new playoff format saying, see, this is how it should work. Armada tested themselves in week one. They're testing themselves in week nine. They're scheduling tough opponents, and they'll be rewarded for it even if they go four and five, five and four. Yeah. Well, I, I understand that. It's when I, when I get a team that's got two or three wins. Flint Powers from a couple years yeah. ago, and they got railroaded by Corona. Uh, um, I, I I don't like it uh, then. Uh, I under I understand people didn't like the six in, wins and you're in thing because then everybody was scheduling cupcake games, not league to get just to get um, to six to, wins. just to get to six wins. But I always said those teams get exposed right in the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, not to go on a whole diatribe about the what this system should be. If you put a minimum win requirement at, like, four, I think that's a happy medium to where, okay, you have to at least win four games. You can still have a losing record and get in, but three and six and two and seven, that's a little bit of nonsense. Yeah. Um, and then having a, whole, a chance at a home game at two and seven. Right. 
Uh, so Armada, basically five and four, you're in, no question about it. Four and five, you're likely in. Let's go to Armada's rival, Richmond. Now you're saying, Brady, Richmond's three and one. Why are you including them in this? After they play MLA City, they have three really tough games. North Branch, Almont, Armada. And I don't want to discredit Clintondale because I think they're at least a respectable football team. Yeah. So those are four games that are going to be tough to end the year. I think the, the, the one advantage that Richmond has in that is three of those are home games. Right. North Branch is at home, Almont's at home, and I believe Clintondale's at home. Yep. So you have those three games at home. Assuming you can beat MLA City, who has struggled, that puts you at 4-1. and one. If you got to win one of those last four games to get in. At 5-4, and four, Richmond is in. No doubt about it. It would take a lot of things going on around the state that you're not expecting for them to be out. 4-5, and five, they can still get in, but they would be scoreboard watching pretty hard, asking praying for other teams to pull off upsets. So four and five, Richmond's likely out as of right now. Basically, you have to beat one pretty good team, and I think Richmond would tell tell you right now, hey, if we go 0-4 in the last four, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't think they will go 0-4. I just don't know which of those games they're going to win and which of those games they aren't going to win because I – to me, I think they're a slight edge on North Branch. They're probably the underdog to Elmont, coin flip to Armada. Right. And I would say they're a favorite to Clintondale. So, again, Richmond, 5-4 and four in, 4-5. Four and five, They're likely out. Now, Yale. Yale's an interesting case because two weeks ago, I don't think we would have ever thought they were in this situation. But they lose to North Branch and they lose to Richmond. And now they have Cross-Lex coming up. That's going to be a tough game. Now, the good news is they'll have a bit of a reprieve with MLA City and Algonac, the next two, not going to be as tough of opponents. But Almont's week eight for them. That's going to be a tough one. You still have the two top teams in the league on your schedule. That's going to make it a, a tough challenge. And Schwartz Creek is their week nine opponent. They're two and two, and they're a big school, and I have no idea if they're a good two and two or a bad two and two. But Yale, much like their BWAC counterparts, if they go five and four, they're they're in. They're going to make it in all likelihood. Four and five, they were about dead nuts 50-50. It is, I would run it once out. Run it once, hey, they're number 31 and they're in. Run it again, they're number 34 and they're out. It was basically every other one, Yale has a coin flip to get in with a losing record. And for them, that means if take care of business against MLA City and Algonac and then beat one of the teams maybe you're not supposed to beat. Yeah. Or at well, least a short screen game, you don't know what it's I, going I to be. I would look at it this. Uh, take care of those two games that you know you should win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it probably comes down to what you do in week nine. And you know what? That's where you were last year, and it worked out really well yeah, for and you. And they got in. And they got in, and they won a big game. But Yale also last year gave Cross-Lex everything they could handle. You win this game, forget about it. You're, you're going to be in the playoffs. And now you're talking about, okay, Yale – 
correct what they needed to correct and got back on the right track. North Branch is a little bit of a different case, though. They're 2-2 two and two right now, and the biggest difference between North Branch and the three teams I just mentioned is North Branch is D4. Armada, Richmond, Yale are all D5, and this is where the new system hurts the bigger schools in a conference yeah. because Almont being D6, I believe Algonax D6 as well. MLA City, now that they're not uh, co-opt, I think they're dropped down to D5 as well. So they've all dropped. The only team they play in league that's D4 is Cross-Lex. So they're playing down a lot of the year. So North Branch. Which at, is why, like, Cross-Lex scheduling Swan Valley right. and Freeland. To North be, Branch be, scheduling Forest Hills Eastern and yeah. Holly, two big schools, um, because they have to. North Branch. Uh, they have Algonac, Richmond, Armada, Croslex, Holly left. So North Branch has a little bit of murderer's row at the end yep. of the BWAC schedule. At five and four, and I played around with it. They beat Armada, if they beat Richmond, if they beat Croslex. Croslex gives them a little better than 50-50 shot. But Armada and Richmond, if that's if they win one and lose the other, they're both about 50-50 to get in at five and four. Six and three gets them in comfortably, but five and four puts North Branch kind of on that bubble of, all right, we're scoreboard watching. We're hoping some teams on the bubble lose as well, or Forest Hills Eastern keeps winning. The other BWAC teams win their week nine games, yeah. et cetera. So North Branch is in a different kind of situation because they play schools that are just a bit smaller than them. They get hurt, and they are... They need to do a little more down the stretch. At two and two, kind of have to go four and one the rest of the way to guarantee themselves a playoff spot. And with Richmond, Armada, Croslex, and again, I don't know how good Holly is. That's going to be a tough ask. Yeah, and they're and they play three of their last four games on the road. Actually, they're playing four of their last five on the road. But they you. They should get a win this week at Algonac. Right. But North Branch has a tough task in front of them. And the one non-BWAC team I wanted to look at was St. Clair. Because the loss to Clintondale, man, do I wish they would have yeah, gotten this hurt. win. This hurts them this big time. This is a big game this week for them. Lamphere, Marysville, Northern are all on the schedule. Those are the games I think they, they could lose. Because they're going to beat Southlake and they're going to beat Hazel Park. So that puts them, if I, if I just... Put it in stone right now. They beat South Lake and Hazel Park. That puts them at three and three. Five and four, which means you have to win two of those three games, you're probably in. St. Clair is likely in at five and four. Four and five, they have no chance to make it as of right now. So they have to go two and three in those big three games. And if you lose to Lanphier, that means you have to beat both Marysville and Northern. And the way those two teams are playing right now, I don't like those odds. Yeah, you, you have to hope that Northern's got uh, things wrapped up before week nine and they don't have anything to play for. Uh, and, and maybe you, you can steal one from them. But if they're playing for something, that's a tough ask. Yes. To, to beat that, the, that Northern defense 
is is something else. And the way Marysville is playing right now, Marysville has has won me back to my preseason hype stage with this Lamphere win that they just pulled off. But for St. Clair, the long and short of it, you have to beat Lamphere to make the next ones matter. Yeah. And well, a rivalry it, game, hey, you can get some funky stuff going on. I remember not too long ago an undefeated Marysville team had to scrape by at East China Stadium against the down St. Clair game. Yep. The down St. Clair team. So all right, so those are the five teams I wanted to look at. Goose Poops Playoff Wizard does not do eight-man, so I couldn't look at some of those. Um, but I think Mooney's in. I think all the GTC East teams are probably going to get in as long as they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Uh, but I think next week we'll, we'll bring back the playoff tier list uh, for the first edition. We'll do it after week five, after week seven, and then going into the playoffs. All right. I think when we come back, we'll do our top ten. All right. Which I can tell you for my list, one through six didn't change. All, all my movement happened uh, with the bottom four teams. Uh, and we start from the bottom, so you're going to hear anything new right off the bat. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, let's get to the top tens brady you've been starting lately so i'll just keep that tradition going okay at number 10 harbor beach i had them up to number eight last week they lost to ugly and i almost dropped them from my rankings but when i looked at harbor beach i went 
you know what? You played a tough non-conference. You've gotten some nice wins. They beat Ubley, or Ubley, they lost to Ubley, beat Mooney, and I'm go. I wanted to reward them. They're still what three and one now on the year, and then it's Ubley. I can give the pass to losing to Ubley, so hanging on by a thread, but still in the top ten, Harbor Beach. All right, so uh, I've got North Branch at ten. I had them at nine last week. They get punished a spot for not hanging on to the lead there at the end against Elmont. That was the worst I I could do. Um, I just I couldn't justify knocking them out of my top ten because I couldn't justify bringing in another team. The, the resume like the, stacked up against anyone yeah, else. The, North the two, Branch the, has the, the two teams that could have taken that spot. Armada was supposed to beat Imlay City. Armada's got to beat Almont to get back into the top ten. And I guess if you want to go to the tiebreaker, Yale beat Armada. Yeah. North and, Branch beat Yale. And and Mooney w- w- got consideration, but again, they've beaten two teams they're supposed to beat. And two and two just isn't good enough right now for them. But for North Branch, they're my number ten team. I, th- I thought about Marlette at number ten for a minute, too. I at least... Gave them a look. Uh, number nine, I had North Branch. Uh, the Broncos were a minute and a half away from pulling off an upset and knocking off a, a really good Elmont team. They just couldn't quite hold on. They, I had them a little higher than you did last week. They were seven for me a week ago. So they stay in. I think North Branch is a good team, but they had to drop a little bit because the two teams jumped them. They are number nine. All right, so... Harbor Beach is my number nine team. I had them at seven, so they actually get punished a little more than North Branch did, but they stay ahead of North Branch in the poll. Yes, it was ugly, but it was 36 points, and I thought yeah. Beach would be better than that. Um, Beach drops to number nine. Number eight, back in the poll, the Marysville Vikings. Uh, I Initially, like in theory, I thought they need to move up higher. But when you look who's all above them, I couldn't really justify it. Maybe the team above them, I could have put them at seven, but they come into eight, and you know what? You want to jump up, now's the chance to earn it. You've got, you're back in at least our good graces. Now you want us to, to pimp you around like, hey, this team is legit. Go do something not a lot of Marysville teams have done the last 20 years and beat Marine City. Yeah, I've, I've got Marysville in at number eight, too. I was very impressed with the win over Lamphere. It now makes the other two wins look better right. to me. They're not fool's gold. Yeah, it, it's, uh, this, is a, this is a three and one football team whose only loss now is to Elmont, who's up higher on my list. Marysville is a solid number eight, but that also meant that Yale with back-to-back losses has fallen out. Yes, they're out of my poll as well. Number seven, Richmond. Um, Richmond kind of beat up Yale. It took Yale a score, an onside kick, and another score to make it a seven-point game, and then Richmond slammed the door in their face. Uh, they they have earned their way up. I, I mean, they have... Their one loss was a competitive loss to Cross-Lex, so they didn't get the doors blown off them, and I guess that's probably the tiebreaker with Marysville is Marysville's loss is they weren't competitive against Almont. I mean, the St. Clair win looks better than it did a, a couple weeks ago, and I just think Richmond is a good team, and I think they have potential to move up this list, and they jump up a couple spots to number seven, 
with a very nice win over Yale. Yeah, I've got Richmond at number seven as well. They were number eight for me last week. The uh, win over Yale moves them up to number seven, and, and with Beach losing, that also helped their cause too there. They, they jump over Beach. Marysville moves in. Richmond at number seven, uh, and, and that's where I think they're at right now. You know, you could probably make the case – that Richmond could have been up to number six if you compare their resumes with Marine City. But when in doubt, I'm going to favor Marine City, and they're number six for me. And this is going to be a big show-me week for the Mariners. I don't know how healthy or not healthy they are. I don't know what they're going to do against this Marysville team. Maybe they go into Walt Braun Viking Stadium and win by four scores, and we go, yep, Marine City's the same old team. Maybe Marysville gives them a fight, but for right now, they stand pat at six. I like what they've done, uh, but Marine City at number six, I wasn't going to punish them for a thrashing of Southlake. It it, it worked out for Port Huron Northern after that week one loss. They got bumped down far enough, and that since everybody above them keeps winning, so they're kind of stuck right now at number six, even though I think they're probably a better team than that. I got Northern at number six again. And I have Northern at number five. Uh, the teams above them have a combined 15-1 and one record. And the one loss is Port Huron's lost to Anchor Bay. So it's not that Northern hasn't impressed. I think the number five spot's a lot stronger than where it was a while ago. Initially, right after their loss, I had them. I, they got down as low as number seven for me in the rankings, but they've moved back up to five, uh, or they stay at pad at five after last week. Beat Port Huron, they're going to be leapfrogging some teams. Yeah, I've had Northern as low as eight this year. Like I really punished them when they got thwacked in week. I was bitter because I'd had them number one to start the yes. season. We, we put so, expectations on them, you, you, but you, you know made what? me look bad, guys, <laughs> and so I kind of punished you, and probably you deserve to be a little higher but right now, I, I got you at six because I've got Marine City at five. Right. Uh, and with Northern, yeah, I think they beat Ubley in a game. I don't think that's a conversation. But, again, we kind of do the poll on where teams deserve to be almost pound for pound how good teams are. Yeah. I guess that's the best Yeah, way I don't look it. at it and go, North Branch beat Ubley. Yeah, probably they would. But you know what? Ubley crushes everybody that they play in the division that they're in and they're a threat to go to Ford Field mm-hmm. and in my mind other teams aren't. Alright, so Ubley's not number four but Almont's number four had a heck of a win uh, just every team above them had a nice win Almont's resume continues to improve if they beat Armada this week I think I'd have to at least consider them jumping up because that would be another quality win. And what do you do with Almont? Let's say Marysville beats Marine City. How much does that improve Almont's resume with that win? That's a really good question that I'm going to cross only if I have to (laughs) because my brain is already scrambled as it is what to do and and where to to put people and how to seed things. Because if Northern beats... PH this week, the Huskies have to move at that oh, point. They're going to move a lot. And and I don't know who above them is going to lose this week where I can go, ooh, there's that, two teams I can flip-flop. So who's your number four? My number four is, is also Elmont. Um, and, uh, you know, 
I guess it hinges it hinges on the crosstown showdown because if Almont beats Armada this week, they're they're almost due to maybe move up another notch in the uh, the rankings, but that would require somebody ahead of them to fall. And if that were the the only the only team in there is PH because I don't think Ubley's losing this week. Right, and we both have Ubley at three. You know, or uh, if Crosslex gets knocked off. Right, we have Ubley at three. Um, yeah. Ubley's ugly. They're really good. They're they're just they just they might get punished this week because they're only playing Memphis, and so when they win a lot to not very much, it's not as impressive if somebody beneath them gets an impressive win. I kind of just have ugly as the like they're just <laughs> going to be number three. Like unless everyone above them kind of what happened last year when everyone above them failed. I'm like, all right, ugly, you're the de facto number one now. Ubley's just kind of stuck at number three, but we are a pro Ubley podcast. Yes, we are. Number two, I have Port here on high. I do too. They beat Frazier. Down goes Frazier. They did what they were supposed to do. So did Croslex. Croslex is number one. I'm not gonna not gonna change that at all. Uh, but those two teams could move. I mean, Dennis theoretically, and it would take some upsets. But we could have number one, number two, and number four all lose this week, and I don't think it would be the craziest world. No, but it would certainly make the top ten very difficult because if Armada beats Elmont, Armada's, you'd think, earned their way back into the top ten somewhere. And if Yale beats the number one team, most certainly they got to get back into the top ten, right? Yeah. They, you, you and know. then how much do you punish the teams that lose? Yeah. So it's and 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 then you might be looking at a, a scenario where teams kind of down at the bottom, like North Branch and like Beach, might win this week and might get knocked out of the polls if we get these upsets. If we don't get any upsets, everything's going to be status uh, quo, and and then you know the 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 easier things are if Northern beats PH and everybody else wins. I guess I just flip flop them. In the ranking, same thing, Marysville, Marine City. I guess I just flip-flop them if everybody else keeps doing what they're doing. Those are problems for another day. Thursday's going to be a fun show. Dave Taddy joins us. and oh, I love it. Judging by uh, the number of people who listen, and I know it's the Crosstown Showdown, so that helps, but the number of people who listen when Dave Taddy's on, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun show and you like having him on that's why we bring him back every yeah. year sergeant he, coach taddy and he sent me about a a novella about what he has <laughs> planned dennis i think you're going to like it he's he is puts, he doing the picks or is somebody he is else doing, doing the picks, picks doing with picks? us as well okay. so it's he's he gonna he, do two puts, again cheater he's he's got a lot of thought into it so he doesn't just show up ready to talk he's already putting in the work making sure well, he, he's got he games, his content he game plans for a game that he doesn't have to coach in well Davidson's playing a team that's lost like 22 straight this week. So, by the way, he, he's the coach at Davidson, and they might win the state title in D1. They might, yeah. They've been, like, they're, look at their first four games and who they beat. The, it, it's impressive. We'll, we'll get his, his uh, quick thoughts on Davidson as well. But anyway, Dennis, anything else for Tuesday's show? It's, uh, it's rivalry week. It's rivalry week, and uh, I'm very excited uh, about it. It's a great week, and it's got a lot of meaning besides bragging rights for a lot of these games. Yes. Basically, every rivalry game has a league title, big league title implications. 
All right. So, uh, Coach Taddy, on the uh, next uh, program, you will not want to miss that. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.